Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth. If you have not yet, even if you have, would you mind uh, hitting that like, share, and subscribe, all those buttons at the bottom. Uh, help us reach more people for Jesus. And by hitting those buttons, the metrics and the analytics and all that stuff do behind the scenes work uh, to push it out, put the push the podcast out there more. Sean. What up? I love you. I love you too. Man, I was expecting that to be uncomfortable. Dead coming. <laughs> that, that's it's how you know we've like, been hanging out for a while. Automatic. Yep. No hesitation. Well, we say that a lot in t- my house. T- yeah, we do too. <laughs> Typically, when you tell a man, another man, I love you, you're going to get an awkward response. Try it today. Yeah. I, I think it'll be fun. I tell you, we, we have, this last week has been really tough in our family because we've shipped our oldest off to the Navy. And I think I love you. Like, we're just saying it just to say it yeah you know, it's like especially to him yes. you know he he's he's officially in boot camp right now as of last night at like eleven thirty. but leading up to the last few days it was just like we're just standing there in the silence and it's i love you mm-hmm. i love you mm-hmm. hope you know how much i love you you know it's yeah. like you worry it's almost like you're scared you're not going to get another he's, he's walking to, to his room you're like hey man where are you going hey i love you exactly i'll see you in a minute yeah <laughs> So that could be uncomfortable if you were outside the family looking in, I guess. Well, it's a reality that he, you know, we've talked about this, is that he's not going to be back. You're not going to be able to talk to him for, for a while, and um, you just want to make sure that he knows. That's right. And make sure you, that he knows that you love him, that you care about him. Mm-hmm. Put that microchip in his head. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think uh, for a um, like a man caring and loving about an, uh, another man who is his – like very good friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, I, I love you. I care about you, and I die for your kids. Mm-hmm. Like I, I care about you that much, and I love you that much. Yeah. And uh, it's it's important to me that you know that. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that kind of takes it to another level. Yeah, it does. When you're willing to to make that statement, and it be and it be something that is sincere, um, I'd call that a true friend. No yeah, doubt. That's, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's, there's not too many of those, you know, in our lives. So, yeah, that's, true. that's, that's awesome. Brandon, will you open this up in prayer sure. and Sean will get started? Dear Lord, thank you for allowing us to uh, come here today and uh, let uh, the, the topic speak through Sean and uh, touch people's hearts and minds in a way that uh, only you can, Lord. Lord, help us to be the vessels of your kingdom by our words, our actions, and let us be the light, Lord. Let us be the light for your kingdom in everything we do. Uh, thank you for this group of men and this time we have to just uh, talk about things that uh, tie back into you and uh, bless this podcast and those listening whenever they do. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So I'm going to start this one with uh, a question for each of you. It's going to really put you on the spot and yes. you may or may not want to, uh, but it's the uncomfortable truth and that's what we're all about. So what is the biggest lie that you've ever told? Yeah. 
Yeah, can can y'all think? I'm, I was kind of struggling with this because I've told a lot of lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if I, I'm just being honest, you know, throughout my life. But is there one that just kind of stands out above the rest, and you're like, "Wow, I remember whenever I told that lie, it caused mm-hmm. a lot of devastation, or it caused you know um, a very tough time." Whether it's whether it's in your you know immediate family, or or if you like maybe w- just when you were growing up, do you ever can you remember I can a think big of, lie I that can you think told of, where? lot of times where I told lies mm-hmm. but I can't think of one that was like not, that caused devastation or that or that like at the end I can think of a lot of situations like I don't know even just in the last five ten years where I said that I said I said a lie and mm-hmm. I was just like why did I say mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. know what what that's not true mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, in your head you know it the whole time exactly you know it the whole yeah. time and it just came out <clears throat> and there have actually been times where i'm like you know what i actually fixed it you know mm-hmm. and that was really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. then they're like why did he lie you know and, yeah. and yeah. you just look stupid exactly but i can't yeah. i can't think I, i'm gonna have to think on like something i know that there has been times where a lie that i've said has caused sure some serious i got issues. one you got and one? i'm not gonna tell the whole story okay um but i vividly remember this and i'll kind of give you the details for y'all I'll grasp it i was a 19 20 year old in college and my mom called me on the carpet on something when i came home and I lied, like, and I'm standing there. I can remember where I was standing and everything, and my dad's standing there, and my dad starts defending me as I'm lying. Which made you feel oh my super guilty. Because, <laughs> I mean, my mom and my dad have very different personalities, our mom and our dad. And my dad is way more low-key, but when he speaks up, it matters. Right. My mom typically speaks to express how she's thinking, which I get that from her as she's thinking it. Right. And she is laying, just taking me to the woodshed, knowing I'm lying to her. And I'm digging my heels in. Here we go, Sean. Here's that thing we're talking about before we started recording about digging your heels in. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking pride in lying is really how stupid it is. And, And it keeps going. And what was minutes seemed like an eternity. Trying to keep the sweat from uh-huh. rolling down I, your it's brow. It's making me like, sweat. All, Think about it now, 20 like, years later. All indications that you're lying. And I don't remember how it came to fruition in that moment, but I couldn't keep lying anymore. Yeah. And, like, I'm having this – there's this thing that happens in baseball when somebody hangs a curveball. If you've seen 90 mile an hour fastballs all day, and you're like, it, things slow down. Right. And those they slowed eyes, down. My eyes get real big. Yeah, my eyes got real big, but not for the good reason of hammering a curveball, <laughs> but because I'm about to have to drop the hammer on my dad that I've just brought him into the lie with me. Right. And I, just to see the devastation on his face that he had been defending me to my mom, which was a big deal because they are always, you know, in our presence on the same page. Right. So that's one for sure. That's one of probably many, but that one sticks out to me. I'll tell you, um, growing up in our household, my mother – is a master interrogator. <laughs> is. is still still yeah. <laughs> and in in different ways my wife is also a master interrogator. But in, they're different. 
um, in the way that they do it. The other day, we ask our kids questions, you know, like anybody would. And I think it was, you know, one of our sons, we we quite often ask them, did you brush your teeth today? <laughs> and I'll just immediately, yeah, I did. And <laughs> Courtney said, I can tell you're lying. <laughs> no, you didn't. And he said, yes, I did. And she said, you better find the truth right now or I'm going to help you find the truth. And he said, I didn't brush my teeth. Yeah. So. We, we always tell our, uh, our children that, um, okay, well, let, well, let's walk into your to the bathroom. And okay. We're, we're, we're going to grab their toothbrush and make sure it's wet. Uh-huh. Yeah. If they, you know, if it's something, like if it's in the morning or yeah. whatever. But it's a big deal. Okay, so I feel like everybody in the room is a uh, is in sales, and I think that salesmen naturally stretch mm-hmm. the truth a little mm-hmm. to make it look prettier, to mm-hmm. make it look a, lo- a, a little better, yeah, more attractive. And I and I have found myself doing that, like you said, and then five minutes later, I'm like, why did I say it like that? That was so stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so dumb. And then in my mind, I'm I'm losing credibility, you know, because. Mm-hmm. If it's not exactly the way I just described it, then they're going to be like, "God, just made it sound better, you know." Or shiny object. He was just trying to he was to, just trying to, to sell me to to reel me in. And so, I guess the the moral of the story is, you know, we don't we don't want to lie. You know, lying is uh, it, it takes you to to some dark places and it, it can get you in a bind. But in Proverbs twelve twenty two. Uh, it says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are in his delight. So I want to talk about the, <clears throat> today the two biggest lies told in the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. Can you edit that out? <laughs> the two biggest lies told in the world today are you are a good person and because God is a loving God, He will not punish you. Mm. And um, that they're, these are told all over the all over the world. I mean, every single day. How many people justify their own actions and say, "You know what? I'm 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 better. There's more good here than there is bad." You know, every time you go to a funeral, um, you hear, "He was a good person. She was a good person. Uh, they're in a better place." And uh, there's um, there's there's many times when that could be true, uh, but there's also many times whenever that's absolutely not the truth. And um, I think it's super important that that people understand why these are uh, why these are the two biggest lies told. I mean, not only in, in Christianity, but just in the world today. In Romans nine through twelve, uh, God is crystal clear. What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? No, not at all. For we have already made the charge that the Jews and the Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. Not even one who understands that there is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one good, not even one. You know, I mean... I always, I say this all the time, man, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. That guy's a good man. I believe that everybody sitting at this table is a good man. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly do. And with all my heart, I believe that. And, uh, you know, but 
in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short. So that includes everybody here at this table. I mean, no matter how good we think we are, we're not good enough. And no matter how many times we've gone out there and served people, served the homeless, we've, um, um, we've done good deeds. Uh, maybe we paid for somebody's meal in the line behind us. Maybe we uh, got a bunch of angels on the angel tree. It's, you know, it's Christmas time right now, and we bought a bunch of uh, maybe an entire family gifts. Or We have all these good things that we do. But it doesn't, those are not things that get us into heaven. And uh, those are not, um, those are not, those are great things. And, and I believe that God uh, is proud of those things. And it's what we're called to do is, uh, as believers. But um, I just want to remind, and I'm not trying to, to gloom and doom, but I want to remind all of our listeners that the, the reason why these are the two biggest lies, and 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 I I just want them to fully understand uh, that you know whenever you go to Genesis chapter six, um, and God looks down at the world during the days of Noah, and says everyone is terrible. Uh, I'm going to and and He decides that He's going to destroy the the, the world by flood, and just spares um, you know Noah and, uh, and and basically his family and mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, everybody knows that story, but it's, um, I, I think back to the days of Noah and I wonder how many people during that time thought, Hey, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And they still had to, uh, you know, die in the flood. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a scary thought. And I, I, I just wanted to just kind of pass it around and just see what y'all what y'all thought about that, and uh, and how many people today think they're a good person, uh, and but they think that God, uh, who is a loving God, is not is not going to punish them, and uh, and that they they got a free ride to heaven, you know, without including Jesus Christ in that uh, and in their decisions, and so uh, anyway, just um, there's a lot to talk about, you know, whenever it comes to that, and uh, just wanted to know what y'all's thoughts were. John, I think the the worst lie lies that we tell ourselves are the ones that we convince ourselves are true. Mm-hmm. I think when we when we start changing our beliefs based on lies that we tell ourselves, and then we start believing them, we start living by those lies as well. Like for example, one of the ones that you mentioned, you're a good person. Well, sure, I think. I think most people probably believe that they're that they're a good person. And what the lie behind that comes in is, where's that going to get you? Going to get you to heaven? And if we live every day just trying to be good to get to heaven, it's backwards of of what the Bible says. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't mean that our faith or our works. Our faith prove our works. You know what I'm trying to say? Like works prove your faith. And if there's not uh, fruit, Jesus talks about being having fruit and being the fruit on the vine. Um, If there's not fruit coming from our faith, then it's an indication. And that has nothing to do with being good just to be good. Sure. Satan wants us to believe that we are a good person, uh, and that we don't need to be saved from anything. But God and Scripture says different. It says that 
we have to have Jesus um, and, and believe what he did on the cross for us in order to, in order to be saved. Our nature is sin. Uh, from, from the time we're born, our nature is sin, um, which you can, you can spin that good person thing any way you want to, and at the end of the day, we're not good. We, have, we may have some good in us, but our nature is bad. It goes right. It goes to Genesis. <laughs> That's right. We were only perfect for a little while. That's right. As a human being. That's right. Until <laughs> the forbidden fruit was eaten. And then, I mean, you go to Genesis and it very clearly lays out what you just said. Right. I mean, we, like you said, for a very, you know, I don't even know how many chapters. Yeah. And, you know, in the, in the entire, Bible, we were, we, you know, humans, it wasn't very long. Human, <laughs> humans were good. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we were bad. And, and so, you know, when you say one of the biggest lies is that, you know, one of the two biggest lies in the world is that we are good. That is so true because we are far from it. Uh, we are born um, sinful and, and, and that's why, you know, we've talked before about, you know, the wages of sin being death. And there are good people that, you know, that die every day. And and, and that's going to continue to happen for eternity uh, as long as God decides that the earth is going to exist and, human, and, you know, humankind is going to, you know, exist. And he doesn't come down and, and change that. But, um you know, it's we struggle with that. We struggle with well, well, that that child passed, or that good person died young, or uh, you know, those are those are tough realities, and they're always going to be tough realities. But the wages of sin is always going to be death, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've got to hold to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to. Like I, I, I th- there was a time where I I didn't hold to that, and. And all that made me do was question God and question everything that that happened in the world. Um, but you know, holding on to the fact that our our end game is death because we are not good. Mm-hmm. We are not good by nature. Um, is is something that I have to hold on to. Absolutely, I, I think about just. On a good day, whenever I feel like, man, I had a good day today. And, uh, but every hour I'll have sinful thoughts right. or I'll have a negative thought, whether it's, you know, I'm upset at, uh, at a customer and I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, one of our clients or, I mean, I have negative thoughts. You know, I might want to say a cuss word out loud, but I don't, but I say it in my head, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, it, as good of of a, of a person that I believe that we all are, and I truly do believe that we are good. I mean, but we sin multiple times every single day. You know, every day, it's um, our our days are riddled with sin, and no matter what we do, we can always strive to be better and strive and just ask God, "Hey, just take that thought out of my head," and and I, I want to give this worry to you, which worries is sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I want to, or I want to give these negative thoughts to you and, uh, but it's still our sinful nature. Like you said, it's our nature and, uh, it doesn't matter what we do. It's not something we can, 
we're never going to arrive and, and all, all of a sudden, hey, we're not a sinner anymore. You know, it just doesn't happen. There, I think there are practical things that we can do to to uh, to to enjoy our lives more, though. You know? Oh, sure. And, and and we can turn from the environments that are causing that sin, right? right. Um, I mean, once you once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, those sins surface, and you start on a journey of figuring out how to um, do them less, mm-hmm. how to sure. how to sin less, and. For and, sure, and 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 one of those things, one of the things that you said in the beginning, Sean, was that you know we we just we we find ways to justify those sins, um, you know, and 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 then convince ourselves, whoa, that's that's okay because I'm doing this, or that's okay because I'm doing this, and at the end of the day, those sins are our idols, and anything that we're putting ahead of the Lord is 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 an idol, you know, mm-hmm. and. God wants to be number one in our lives. And and so, I mean, I've been convicted about this lately. Um, you know, I mean, we we justify, you know, focusing on growing our, you know, intelligence or education on being better business owners. I mean, that's something that we all four mm-hmm. do on a daily basis. And, I mean, we watch podcasts. We watch YouTube videos. We read books. We... Literally, uh, we invest hours upon hours on end on trying to figure out ways to um, ultimately set up a financial legacy that's going to impact our families and our grandchildren and hopefully, you know, people thereafter set us up. You know, I mean, that's a goal of all of ours. And I feel like that we are all guilty of putting the desire to do that ahead of, of our kingdom work that we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to Shane about that and some, some, some things that I've been convicted about just trying, because I, I mean, I, we can, we can justify it very easily. Oh, I'm, this is a way that I'm providing for my pa- my family. Oh, I can, I need to focus on this because of, of whatever reason that you say, because after, Mm-hmm. After 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 you say because, uh, but at the end of the day, our God is a jealous God, and He wants to be number one, and and He's supposed to be number one, and so. Um, oh, yeah, I know. think that's a key piece tied to Sean's points. Yep. Our God is a jealous God. Sean started with, um, you know, God disciplining uh, disciplining us, you know, and over and over and over again, we see in the Bible. God being a God of love, of patience, of all these things. But you've got Noah, okay? That was like, I'm tired of it. You know, you're not getting it. Uh, Then you've got, you know, the Israelites. I mean, you can go on and on. Okay, Sodom and Gomorrah, you see this over and over again. What it really jumps out to me, and my kids and I were having this discussion the other day, how often are we as parents, as business owners, and it's right to your point, Obi, filtering everything we do through our relationship with Jesus. Everything. And, I mean, I, I'm guilty of getting away from that all the time. I mean, over you just hit the, the nail on the head with how much time I spend thinking about things that glorify me and what I want to accomplish before they glorify God. But here's the other piece, and this is, this is the trust in the Lord is 
you've got this reality that we have a God that's jealous that, that will discipline us. That's that refinement piece we talk about. But here's the other reality. You can be the best person in the world and not go to heaven, and you can be one of the worst people in the world and go to heaven. That's true. And I've nobody never, never thought about that. Nobody, you're right. Because the reality is, like I was talking to my kids the other day, is only God knows our heart. That's the beauty of the individuality of our relationship and asking him into it. I could be the worst sinner in the world, but have genuinely asked God into my heart. Now, am I going to answer for that when I stand before him? 100% I am. Right. But it doesn't change the fact that we're not in control of that. And how much of our time is wasted on being consumed with whether someone's good or bad. Right. Instead of, do we love Jesus or do we not? And it really breaks it down to, I want, we all grew up with parents that held us accountable. There's a lot of correlation between a heavenly father and an earthly father if we're fortunate. My dad punished me many times. Disciplined me many times. Did I like it in the moment? No, it sucked. <laughs> Yes. But at 40 years old, be grateful for that. So grateful. You know, and that's that. I think about a bowling ball going going down the lane. You know, we're all headed towards this elusive thing we're looking for, but really that strike is to, to enter the gates of heaven and God being as proud as we possibly can. But we got that gutter. Well, before we know Jesus, that gutter we can stay in for a long time, but if we really know him, that's the Holy Spirit convicting our heart. Or that's good relationships bumping us back to the middle, you know, and accountability and, yeah. and how Jesus interacts with us. Having the Holy Spirit in your life is like putting them bumpers up. That's for exactly your kids. what. That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's like no, 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 no. This, you don't. The, the reason this doesn't feel right is because it isn't right. It's not in God's will. So, I think we got to reframe it and think: Do I want somebody that loves me so much that they're willing to discipline me, to hold me accountable? And I think all of us in here, even though it stinks, would say yes. 100%. 100%. Because we know that our nature is to go the opposite Absolutely. direction. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I think that's why that we're, we're constantly going to get refinement from the Lord, get refinement from our brothers, and uh, accept the fact that we are bad. We are not righteous. Mm-hmm. But understand that our goal ultimately is to emulate Christ more and more every day, and um, I think I think if that is our goal, we're gonna we're going to find that we sin less and we're better. We're, mm-hmm. We may still never be good, mm-hmm. uh, but we're better. You know, well, better is by the standard that you know we call ourselves to, right, as Christians, right. Um, James one seventeen says that every good and perfect gift is from above. And what that means is what we've been talking about. There's nothing good in us mm. except That's Jesus, good. except God, except God. Amen. It is the only thing that there is no leeway in that verse that says every good. And it didn't say every good and perfect gift is, uh, from other people or from, uh, ourselves. It says it's from above and it's talking about the Lord. And the Holy Spirit being in us is the only good that we can exude. So what's in us goes out, and uh, that's the only good that we can have. Thanks for joining us today. If you would, hit those buttons and help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick today in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.